0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Chalk Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Little, joined as always by my co host and resident Packers fan who's getting closer the second Super Bowl in his lifetime Michael Burke we also have a special guest today more on him in a little bit but we have a hometown Philly native here to uh, talk about the end of his beloved Eagles season and more join us on our picks Um, you know we had an interesting wild card weekend it was some I don't know if it was all good uh, but very interesting from start to finish we had a a decent Saturday good Sunday I don't love the Monday football but it did happen Um, Burke are you happy to see your Packers back this week?
1: I was very happy to not have to sweat through Wild Card Weekend, knowing that they were already going to play in the divisional round. Um, but just to correct your opening statement, this would actually be the third Super Bowl that I would see Green Bay play in since I've been alive. Uh, 19- I apologize. The second 1990- in the Rogers era, 1996, when uh, Favre led them to it. Ch- actually, no, I'm I'm completely wrong. This would be the fourth because they lost the next year to John Elway and the Broncos in '97. The, right before Broncos went back-to-back uh, to end Elway's career. But Favre, Favre actually took them to back-to-back Super Bowls, and Rodgers, obviously, in that 2011 classic against the Steelers. Uh, so this would be the fourth one, and I I feel really good about their chances.
0: Well, I, I apologize. Much like um, most sane people, I've been trying to write Brett Favre out of my mind ever since he retired, so I'm hoping to forget those Super Bowls. The,
1: the first, second. And I'm sure game. I'll do the
0: same with Aaron Rodgers in a year and a half when he's in Pittsburgh. Uh, Our co-host, or our our guest co-host today, Larry Gilman out of Philadelphia, resident Eagles fan. Before we get into the football talk, uh, Kyrie
2: for Ben Simmons, who says no? Oh, geez. Gentlemen. I would say hard pass on both. They both Hard pass on both. Neither, (laughs) Neither of them can play
0: all games for their existing team, and it seems like they could each play games for their new team.
2: Yeah, you're getting into a lot of advanced fractions that I'm not great with. Like 50% of 25% of the games that he's eligible to play with, it's just not the move we want to go with right now. All right, fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Um, We'll get into some NBA talk later, but first we got to go over the wild, excuse me, super wild card week. I don't know what what this rebranding of everything is. It's super wild card weekend. The Super Bowl is the big game now. We can't just call things what they are. Uh, This is wild card weekend. Uh, if we want to talk about it. So I want to start today with a little one-word answer game. So I have a couple questions that I'm going to ask. Burke, you go first, then Larry goes second. Uh, I want one-word responses to these questions, and then we're going to circle back on some interesting ones and elaborate a little bit. But let's start with a one-word answer to the best team performance from this past weekend. Burke. Bills. Larry. Bills. (laughs) Dual answer on the Bills. All right, interesting. (laughs) Let's go the other direction. Most embarrassing performance this weekend?
1: Cowboys. Eagles.
0: Eagles. All right. I think you kind of had to say Eagles on that one. Burke says Cowboys. This is a question I want to come back to for sure. Here's an interesting one. Was Mac Jones good
1: on Saturday? No. Kinda? I'll I'll take
0: kinda. I'll, I'll take that answer. Burke with the flat no, okay. How many teams can win the Super Bowl? How many teams have a shot? Obviously, one. (laughs) Ha ha ha. How many teams have a shot to win the Super Bowl this year? Five. Five. Interesting.
2: Yeah, it's high. I'm going four. Four.
0: All right. We'll come back there. Who wins the most Super Bowls in their career? And this is including ones they already have Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes?
2: Mahomes. Mahomes. Two
0: Mahomes answers. Interesting. Okay. So we're not dr- jumping on the Allen bandwagon. Okay. Uh, here's two bets. I want you to pick one of them for the divisional round. Any non quarterback to throw a touchdown this weekend at nine to one, or the thick six? Any lineman to catch a touchdown this weekend at 12 to one? Odell. All right. Well, you get all of them at nine to one. You don't just have to take Odell. You get it. You get every
1: quarterback in the league. This is, it's a one-answer question. So,
0: uh, all right. All right. Fair enough. He says Odell. Layer thick six or non QB or Odell specifically. Neither. Neither. All right. Good answer. That's,
2: <laughs> thick I mean, that's six.
0: Prob- that's probably the case. Um, but they're fun. Last couple. Should Cliff Kingsbury be fired?
2: No. No.
0: Mm, interesting. I know.
1: Uh, no.
0: <laughs> is Jalen Hurts a starting quarterback in the in the NFL? Yes. Yes. All right, that one holds some weight from Larry. Okay. Best penalty hand motion, and the from the refs. And the reason I bring this up is because we saw the legendary illegal forward pass motion this weekend. Where I don't know if you guys know what it is, but the ref kind of wipes his butt a little bit, <laughs> goes behind the back. <laughs> um so I've got some good answers for this one but what is the best uh hand signal for a penalty you got any that come to mind
1: no <laughs>
0: <laughs> one word answer no all right I mean I like safety I was gonna say the safety
1: has to be up there. it's kind of legendary yeah, is, that, is that technically a penalty though
0: yeah, safety's a
2: penalty. Any safety, any call that they make it's a penalty to the offensive team, that's for sure.
0: No, yeah, well, <laughs> exactly.
1: The, the the safe the safety is the safety's
0: enough. legendary. I like intentional grounding. It's pretty you know dramatic. Uh the butt wipe, illegal forward pass is pretty good. Uh roughing the passer, you get a lot of aggressive ones. I like that. All right. And here's my hot take. I want a yes or no answer. Should we have referee press conferences after the games?
1: No yes
0: no and yes yeah let's start there let's elaborate on a couple of these I would love to have these referee press conferences after the game because number one like I don't want to hear Dak Prescott talk about the refs I want to hear the refs talk about the bad calls that they made specifically we hold everybody in this league accountable for the stuff that they do except the people that decide these games right so Larry you said yes I, I think this would be a great idea
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every person in America should have the right to front their accuser. And in this situation here, we have this circumstance where the refs make calls every single day. We have no chance to ask any questions, get reasoning, thought process. I think it's sinful that we don't have a chance to just, just to dive into their thought process. And we
0: never get it. We never get it because they leave the field and we don't hear from them ever again. And like they... That's fine that the crew that officiated the Raiders game, the NFL, has said they're not allowed to call any playoff games the rest of this year and probably forever. Uh, But I want to hear about that, right? We'll get to that when we get to the game. But, Burke, you said no. You don't want to hear this stuff?
1: No. I mean, we all know it was an inadvertent whistle. Uh, Well, the NFL doesn't know
0: that because that's not their stance.
1: It's part of the game, and they overturn it. They met together, and they overturned the call. That's that's what it is.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, we want to hear – you know Matt Stafford talking about Odell Beckham throwing a touchdown right don't we want to hear about the ref from the Cowboys game saying why that end of the game happened the way it did
1: no I I see too much of the refs on TV calling penalties anyway I don't want to see them extra after the game It, it really doesn't make a difference for me
0: I just think we got to hold them accountable and I like I want to hear from them you know what I mean like Somebody misses, Kyrie misses a shot at the end of the game. We have to hear from him about him missing a shot. If somebody misses a call at the end of the game, I don't know. I just think we should hear about that. Um, and we're, we're never going to get it. So this is a move point, but I, I think that would be super interesting. Uh, I forget what you guys said about Mac Jones, but I thought he was pretty good on Saturday. I, I don't think that was his fault that, um, that the Patriots lost. I think that was an offensive clinic from the Bills That was, by all metrics, uh, the greatest offensive game in the history of the NFL uh, by about 45, I think, offensive metrics. I don't think Mac was that bad. Um, He's definitely the guy. Like, is he closer to Brady or is he closer to the worst quarterback in the league? I think he's probably closer to Brady, right? I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. I think he's closer to being that than he is to being, like, a losing quarterback. What say you? Yes, No.
1: No, I I disagree. I, I felt I feel Joe Burrow was closer after year one, even though he got hurt to Brady than Mac Jones is right now. Um, just I just I don't remember anything about Mac Jones from that game because the Bills were so unbelievable. Like that, right. he, like he was such a non-factor because the defense actually that should have been the most embarrassing performance, not being able to force sure, a punt in sure. the entire game. Uh, sure, sure. Could have been an answer for number two. But uh, not being able to remember anything that Mac Jones did makes it the point where I don't think he did good because he did nothing memorable. He, right. the team, he couldn't keep the team in the game on offense when obviously the defense – obviously he can't play both sides of the ball. But just right. can't well, really make an opinion on it.
0: I guess. Laird, what do you what do you think about Mac?
2: I mean, I think throughout the year, like, everyone asked Mac Jones – to not lose the game in many circumstances and I know that's a bit of a defeatist mentality but it's kind of the Patriot way um leaning on the run game not making any mistakes on the offense and on on Saturday like there was nothing wrong with the performance Mac Jones that's why I said kind of he didn't do anything to fault that but he was he couldn't take over that game I don't think Jesus Jesus could have taken over that game or Tim Tebow (laughs) but (laughs) I see. think that there was no chance either way uh, just because that defensive form, performance and honestly, the Bills' offensive performance was just so lights out. But
0: yeah, I, I mean, I it. agree. He wasn't going to beat Josh Allen in that game. The Beers, the Bills clearly came out with that mindset of like, you know, they were just going to kick their ass. And I think Patriots were a valid answer to most embarrassing performance. I, I don't think the Eagles were as embarrassing as you may think because I think that was just kind of what we what we thought would happen. And maybe this is a good segment. Let's start talking about the games from last week. We want to recap them all. Let's start with that Bucks eagles game. Um, I think that what happened is exactly what was going to happen the whole time. I think, you know, the Bucks jumped out on them early. And from the first drive of that game, there was really no hope for the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't look like a good quarterback in that game. Um, but he all, the team in general just looked outclassed. And I think that's the case, that the Bucs are a very good team. And the Eagles really haven't played well against any winning team all season. They play in that crap division. And I'm not saying they're an awful team. They're the seventh playoff team. But um, you would know, Larry, a little bit more about the pulse of the town. Um, are people disappointed about that? Is that kind of what you expected?
2: Like, you had to have some hope, right? Uh, you know, surprisingly not. Uh really? I mean, I, feel, I found myself maybe around Thursday or Friday getting that, like, really sad feeling of thinking that there was actually a possibility that it would be you, you talk know, yourself
0: into it, right? A slug
2: to it, right? You think about yeah. it, and you're like, "This is kind of cute, like whatever." Um, but, but the overall theme, just leading up to the game, and just in, on both stations I listened to, was just, you know, take the take the experience for what it is. You're playing Tom Brady. Even before uh, week 18, they were saying, "Like, let's let's go against Tom Brady because it's going to give you the best opportunity to really gauge and barometer where the team is actually at." I think what made it the most embarrassing part was the fact that they completely abandoned what got them to that in the first place even if it was beating up teams like if you break down the possessions i mean they they had several 3 and outs to start off completely abandoned the run game and that's exactly what tom brady wanted to do to them come out to an early lead have them panic that's what they did and then mm-hmm. next thing you know it's 31 nothing and you're like oh shit yeah
0: so and i mean that's what they want to do is they want to get the run game going that's a tough order against that Bucks defense. And I know they've been a little less stout against the run recently. Uh, you know, VitaVe has been in and out and he's kind of the cog of that run defense. Um, but with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, I would have loved to see him take off a little bit more because you know, what are you, what are you saving it for at this point? Right. Right. Do the Eagles believe that Jalen Hurts is that guy coming back next year? Like, do they want that kind of quarterback or do they want a Mac Jones who is more of a quarterback? Would they use him any differently?
2: No, I think that the pulse is generally Jalen Hurts is okay this year. Um, It was a lot of an upgrade from Carson Wentz as far as the availability outside the pocket. And I think that more of the holes that they were pointing to on offense particularly has always been the receiving core um Jalen Rager for some reason continues to find himself in football games for whether it be the punt returning game which totally set things off or the drop passes like you have Devontae Smith for a reason but I think having that mobile quarterback is the future of the NFL in general
0: yeah well and that's the thing and you know I don't particularly care for Aikman at this point but when he notices something it's incredibly apparent and right around halftime he was adamant that Devontae Smith had zero targets and I think that he didn't have any targets in the first half I'm looking now he finishes with four catches for 60 I think they were all once the game was decided already how does that guy not get targets
2: yeah I mean just as far as that goes he was just simply off on an island it wasn't a matter of the fact that they had any corners on him because I, frankly I couldn't name one Tampa big cornerback and Richard it Sherman. was Oh, great! (laughs) I don't
0: even know if he played, but yeah, I know, right? That's that's who we're talking about: is hundred-year-old Richard Sherman, who probably can't keep up with me right now in a foot race. And Devontae Smith has four catches, probably on four or five targets. Garbage time, and and none exactly, and none when the game was still able to be decided. And then on the other end of things, the game we'll get to next, you have a Bengals team that's not all that good, but they find a way to get their best player, Jamar Chase, double-digit targets every game, and. That's the way to do it, right? That's how you were going to beat the Bucs. You're clearly outmatched. But they ran the ball 17 times. I just looked it up. Like, that's not not going to get it done for them. So do you want Hurts to come back next year? Or do you want him to be the starter next year?
2: It really depends on what's available. I consider Jalen Hurts to be in the top half of quarterbacks out there. Um, I would rather see something like Russell Wilson. Um, I saw an interesting stat but that we're talking about Russell Wilson and basically his numbers this year in a slump year would have been better than all but three seasons that an Eagles quarterback has put up in the past 25 years. Really? <laughs> so he would have ranked fourth all time with his garbage year this year, wow. um, which I cherry picked that stat from somebody else. Sorry, but <laughs> I like it. That that's, Jalen Hurts didn't even come close to the charts there. He was exciting. Yes. He had a lot of garbage time performance. And was it a lot of competitive performance? I don't believe so. So he
0: was a great fantasy quarterback. I'll tell you that he got over 20 points a game, and I think they were all. He got he got he used to get like 13 in the fourth quarter. You know, he'd have a <laughs> rushing touchdown. He'd have you know 80 yards or something. So he's a great player. Um, it, you know, and it it seems to me, and you tell me, Philly is not a easy fan base on their stars. No. They haven't really totally let him go, have they? Like, I, I don't feel like he's getting the same shit that, um, you know, another quarterback might get in that situation.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're as hard on him as, uh, say, like Carson Wentz. Uh, I think, as he Wentz, says, that, yeah, yeah, he says a lot of the, he says a lot of the right things, and you want that from your quarterback. But at the same time, you have to challenge him and push him in that direction. And I just mm-hmm. feel like this season as a whole was not enough of a sample size. There was too many games where. When he had to step up, there there wasn't enough opportunity for him to step up and really show what he's made of. They either blew people out or ran the ball down people's throats, and yeah, it was really no prove it for him.
0: So one word answer then. Again, we'll go back to this uh, successful season for the Eagles. Yes, no. Absolutely. Playoffs is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, if they had lost to. Any non bucks team? Is that a different story? Would you have expected them to beat any NFC playoff team? Probably not, right?
2: No, nah, I, mean, I mean, Cowboys maybe. Like the Cowboys just, just seeing how the they showed up. Yeah. Yeah, and knowing that McCarthy will find a way to lose every time.
0: Oh, I can't wait to talk about him. Uh, how about the other end of the ball? Burke, you uh, you saw the Bucks perform just as we expected them to perform. Uh, they look great.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, their playoff experience with Brady, obviously they, they came out of the gates uh, flying. Uh, was got Brady the a playoff league.
0: experience. I don't
1: know. I think he's got a little bit from what I've been told. Bit, okay. Um, but I, I think, uh, I agree with Larry here that the Eagles for sure this should be considered a successful season. Let's remember your quarterback is in year two, your first full year with fans in the stands without COVID issues. Your number one wide receiver was a rookie, you had a rookie head coach. They made rookie mistakes in the playoffs and they but they got to the playoffs in year one with this crew. I don't know how you abandon that core. Rager's a different story. I think they go out and try and draft another wide receiver that can complement Smith. But what the Bucks did, they went after and they, even though they probably have no superstars on that you can name in the secondary, but they they game planned and were smart enough to take away their number one option at the pass game while also monitoring the run, which is why the inexperience of the Eagles with this cast in the playoffs, they were out to a slow start and completely outmatched. I I, I still think it's a successful season. You ran into a buzzsaw with the defending Super Bowl champs who have been there before. That coaching staff is experienced. They knew how to uh, take away their strengths. I I would stick with Hurts. I would not go after another QB Hurts and Minshew should be the way to go. I'd start to put some pieces together and and gather some uh, help for Devontae Smith, because he's obviously your best outside threat. I think your running back core is great. It's deep. It's experienced. They can catch the ball and it's just, uh, it's going to take some time and, uh, I expect them to be contenders for at least for the next couple of years, for sure. Yeah, without I mean, hey, having to go out and get a Russell Wilson or something like that. Maybe
0: uh, over. maybe the Eagles can trade for uh, somebody like DK Metcalf or uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, oh wait, <laughs> they could have drafted them. Um, moving on to the next game, um, one of the more interesting games of the weekend. I thought this would be the most competitive game of the weekend, and it, it probably was outside of maybe the Cowboys Niners game. Um, Raiders Bengals. Obviously a lot to talk about here. I thought the Raiders really showed up. They played well, Um, given all of the nonsense that they have been through this year, really none of it, their fault, as far as the players that are on the field Um, they went through a lot and they made the playoffs, you know, kudos to them for winning that week 18 game. Uh, And the Bengals really played well all year as well. So these two teams definitely both deserve to be there. Um, I was on the Raiders all week. I was on the Raiders end of this catching six even when it was five and a half, if it ever got to seven, I was going to you know, hammer it. I, I got it at live at 10 at 14 when they went down early, just because I thought they would come back and neither side has playoff experience. And that's basically how it played out. But unfortunately, what we have to talk about is the inadvertent touchdown. I'm not even calling it an inadvertent whistle. It is a touchdown that 100% should not have counted, did not count by the letter of the law because a whistle was blown. And to me, It looked like the defenders in the back of the end zone kind of stopped playing because they heard a whistle. And the NFL comes out after and says the whistle happened after the play, which is factually untrue. If you go back and listen to that, you can hear the whistle that says Burrow stepped out of bounds. And he didn't step out of bounds. I mean, the call was right, but the whistle was made. And I found it interesting during the game, somebody that I follow tweeted out, Um, You know, they quoted the NFL saying that they weren't going to make a statement on this till after the game. And the guy quoted it and said, well, here's the NFL hoping the Bengals don't win by exactly seven points. And guess what happened? The Bengals won by exactly seven points. If you take that touchdown off the board and maybe they kick a field goal, the Raiders are now on the goal line at the end of the game trying to either tie the game with a field goal and Carlson doesn't miss or they win with a touchdown. I know we don't want to talk about the refs too much, but this seems like a big deal to me. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, by the by the by the rule book, when a whistle is blown, the play is automatically dead. Automatically dead. Correct. Um, I've I've never seen an instance where it's blown that late. Typically, refs are trained to let the, let it play out before blowing something dead, unless it's a surefire like offsides penalty or something like that. But you let the play you let the play go. You let it roll out, and then you can you can go well, not back. If he's and, out of
0: bounds, though. If he's out of bounds, yeah, but you
1: can you can go well, back whistle- and review it later.
0: Right, but they I, I understand what you're saying, but I guess there's a lot to unpack here. Number one, they blew a whistle wrong. Number two, they thought he was out of bounds wrong. Number three, they let the touchdown happen also wrong. Larry, what am I what am I missing here? This shouldn't have counted.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it was a, it was the, the, you're trained to at the whistle stop, and that is exactly what fifty percent of the Raiders players did sure. and that is what everyone except for Joe Burrow and 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 the receiver did in that situation yeah I right. think of the situation where the roles are reversed and if you're if you're just going off of momentum in pursuit and you accidentally hit a quarterback that's a game-changing play and sure. this was a game-changing play as well which resulted in a touchdown that never ever should have happened correct and I just find it I just find it sinful for a lot of reasons but also for your for your Raiders reasons as well
0: well, and and that's the thing right now. There's no there's no saying that the Bengals might not have scored anyway. Maybe that whistle doesn't blow, and, you know, it was Higgins, I think, caught the touchdown. Maybe yeah. he catches it anyway. Maybe they score on the next play. I don't even remember what down it was. But the point being, that play specifically should not have counted. Um, and now not only is the balance of the game in question, but you have millions of dollars from people wagering on these. And I know, boo-hoo for us, you know, betting on sports. Uh but still, like that's gotta be somewhat important to the NFL and they can't have this happen. Um and but Burke doesn't ever want to hear the refs have to own up to it or talk about it, I guess. So we don't have to talk about it either. But that that shouldn't have that shouldn't have been the case. Um we want to talk about if Mac Jones was any good on Saturday. I don't think Joe Burrow was all that good on Saturday. He looked off every drive after the first one. Uh he's lucky that he has a receiver as good as Chase and they have a great connection. I don't want to tip my hat and spoil my picks. I don't love how the Bengals looked last week. I think we're catching some value last week. Real quick, one sentence or less. Burke, Joe Burrow, how would he play? Average. Average, Larry. How was Joe Burrow this weekend? Forgettable. Forgettable. I like it. Plain and I, simple. He wasn't. He wasn't as great as maybe Drew Brees and Mike Tirico <laughs> wanted to to make him in that <laughs> broadcast. I don't want to harp on this Let's again. Not go there. They're, they're both nice any, guys. I'm sure they're great guys. I'm sure they would love to come on this podcast. They didn't say a thing about that whistle until commercial – it was a commercial break that occurred. And then they came back and say, like, oh, I don't think this touchdown should have counted. I'm like, no shit. They, like, probably, heard, didn't,
1: they probably didn't know the rule just like the rest of America at the time until somebody had to explain it to I
0: them. know the rule. When a whistle blows, the play's dead. How does Drew Brees not know that rule? You know what I mean? Like, we've been probably. spoiled by Romo, I think, because he does know the rules – and he's very good and charismatic. And Drew Brees just did not know the rule in that situation. or did not. He's a company man. We'll put it that way. I don't <laughs> think he wanted to, to talk about it much more. Um, hey, a game that was not decided by the refs, uh, the night game on Saturday, Bills-Patriots. Uh, we already touched on this one a lot. But something that Burke and I brought up last week that came to fruition, cold weather does not equal under. This game flew over the total. And the Bills almost hit it by themselves. It was 44 did the Bills score 44? They uh, Bills finished 45?
1: with four of 47 or 47. 47?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so they hit the total by themselves. Um, anything else we want to hit on on this one, Bert? Because I think we already kind of nailed this one. Bills look yeah, great, right?
1: I mean, you can't ask for more seven drives, seven touchdowns, or whatever it was. Just impeccable offensive onslaught by the Bills. I thought Josh Allen played a fantastic game. They had a great game plan. Uh, defense showed up, made some big plays. Uh, the, the uh, who was it Micah Hyde that picked off uh, Mac Jones late in the first quarter when they were driving on that long pass that could have easily oh, tied the game one. up at seven that really just swung the momentum I don't think the Pats stood a chance right after that Uh just this is just years of aggression building up after just the Patriots manhandled that division for years and they just let it all go on one night and it was an incredible yeah. performance and, and one one of my picks for who can win a Super Bowl this year
0: for oh for sure. sure the Bills is, is definitely yeah. a team that can win um and I think you know right after it was 7 nothing, and then especially after it was 14-0 when Allen threw that beautiful frozen rope pass down the middle to Dawson Knox uh good job by you Burke picking Knox for first touchdown on Saturday by the way but I know, Larry, you and I were texting at 14-0 that this game was over. It was going to be 35-0 is, I think, the score we threw out there. Uh, it wasn't that, but it sure was close.
2: Yeah, just got way out of hand quickly. And like you said, can't camp, camp fault perfection. Seven drives, seven touchdowns, it's over. <laughs>
0: yeah, great performance by the Bills. I'm sure we're going to chat about them when we talk about the divisional round coming up. Let's get to one of the most interesting games of the weekend. Cowboys-Niners, another one that ended with mass confusion. Um, All I have in the agenda is WTF question mark because there was many layers to this game. But I think the most important one was we saw the total incompetence of two coaches that are for better, lack of a better word, incompetent. Uh, And Mike McCarthy came out on top as the more incompetent coach over Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan has a little bit of a resume. I know McCarthy does too because he won a Super Bowl. But I'm starting to think that Burke Rogers winning a Super Bowl with McCarthy is the most impressive thing I have ever seen. Because this guy continually screws up clock management, end of game scenarios, and and everything else that you could think of. Um, Shanahan too, but but really McCarthy was probably the reason that they lost this game.
1: No, I actually don't agree no. that that one play is not going to define the game. What the problem was was they got penalized 14 times in the game. That's that, on McCarthy, isn't it? That, it, well, it's on the entire coaching staff. It's not a sure, McCar. It's 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 an embarrassment. You you can't be that undisciplined and expect to win a game, even though they had a chance at the very end. Let alone forget that play call. But you you cannot get penalized fourteen times in a game and expect to win. It's like making errors in baseball. Um, you, you have three four. You're putting in yourself game. in a hole. You're not going to win. You you put yourself in an unnecessary hole. They dug themselves into a hole against the Niners. Debo was rocking and rolling. Uh, Kittle somehow that was a terrible pick on our end that he was one bad, bad by us, just, he just was non-existent which shocked all of us but you cannot get penalized the way the Cowboys did and expect to win
0: well just it's, it's bookended by just egregious decisions because I think it was the very first play of the game the Cowboys were lined up offsides, sides lined up in the yep. neutral zone, offsides, they get a penalty on the first play of the game, and then later, the last play of the game, they run a quarterback sneak. Where, you know, I've compared this with you to to the basketball two for one. When you're trying to score two buckets at the end of a quarter, you need 31, 32 seconds to do that. If you have 26, it's not going to work. It is simple looking at the clock and doing some math. Yet they seem to run this play with without enough time left. How does Kellen Moore not know what he's doing?
2: It. It's really unbelievable, and the and the fact was that the the resounding defense of the strategy was just unreal after the fact. I know you can't throw your team under the bus, but but own the fact that it was the wrong call. And I, I'm glad they didn't blame the ref in this, where the ref did kind of get in the way. Uh.
1: Well, no, it's it's pretty. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually going to defend the Cowboys here. I will
0: too, but hold on. I want I want to hear it out what Lair has to say about that. But also it is kind of symbolic that the ref physically got in the way of the ending of the game, isn't
2: it? (laughs) I mean, Um, I d I don't hate the strategy in in practice. I like that it was something fresh versus the normal Hail Mary that you see that never that works one out of fifty thousand times or whatever the odds are. I'm sure it's a lot less than that. But Sure. It was it was something. You're taking a Hail
0: Mary either way, right? Either you're at the 40 or you're at the the twenty-five. And you're yeah. throwing a, you know, a, a touchdown pass to the end zone either way. I think, and Burke, I know you said you don't want to blame the rest for that. It's not the rest. That's Dak's fault because apparently he didn't know the rule where he or the center spotted their own ball.
1: That's and thank pretty, that's, God yeah.
0: that we had Romo on this call and not Drew Brees because Romo immediately was like, oh, the umpire has to touch the ball. He has to spot the ball. And he's right. telling and us what's going on. It's, it's I, Dax. Read,
1: I read a tweet. From the Packers after that game. I forget who it was. It was a former player, but he had mentioned after that situation occurred that Green Bay, when he was, whoever it was, when it was his time there, they would actually be taught to hand the ball directly to the ref after a play like that instead of trying to set it down themselves, knowing that they have to set the ball for it to go. Right. And the, the, the coaching for that situation is do not let a referee dictate how your season unfolds and Dak and the center, just again, undisciplined. That's, that's a coaching error completely, not having them aware and being ready for that sort of happenstance. Exactly. But you, you got to know the rules and that goes back to being, being penalized so many times, just, just out of position and just not being able to give your team a chance to win, win. They were, they should have won that game. No problem. No well, problem. I
0: think, so I think that if the Niners had lost that game after the way it started, it would have been more, much more devastating for them, considering they were up 23-7, to basically dominating on both ends of the game and special teams for three and a half quarters. Um, but for the Cowboys to lose that fashion, um, you know, it's, it's what the Cowboys are, you know, it's what they do. And if you're Dak in that situation, like, I don't totally hate the sneak call. But then why is Dak running for 15? Why isn't he running for nine and then sliding down with 12 seconds left just to make sure, like, do you need another five yards? You're probably running the same play either way. That's on Kellen Moore. That's on Dak. That's on Mike McCarthy. Um, And I don't know if – you know, I know I was kind of throwing this out there, but the the Niners really and Shanahan got away with one again because the last five game minutes of that game, Shanahan did everything in his power – whether it be punting on fourth and one from midfield, having a false start on a fourth and inches where Garoppolo just has to sneak Ugh. and he, he sends his lineman in motion who's probably never went in motion in his life and he just can't get set up again. So, Larry, I know you and I are not Kyle Shanahan supporters by any means. This did nothing to improve our cause.
2: No, it didn't. And, and it's a shame, really, because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is an okay quarterback. Uh, sure. we, we, were, we, we talk a lot about, you know, not making mistakes. He, he doesn't make a ton of them. But, but man, that, that motion play on fourth and inches was just unbelievable. And Trent Williams just not setting completely. It's... All you got to do is stand still and Jimmy reaches out six That's inches,
0: it. right? And That's the game it. is is sealed and he's sending motion. I It's unnecessary. I, I don't understand it. So the Niners squeak out of there. Um, you know, we'll see how they do next week. Uh, I'm sure Burke will have some input on that against his Packers. Um, <laughs> Chief Steelers. Do we even need to talk about this one? Did we expect anything different? Kelsey threw a touchdown pass. That's kind of cool. I don't know why they burned that, though, in that blowout game. They should have yes. saved it. Um, any thoughts on this, Burke? It was what we, know, they
1: are who we thought they were, right? Absolutely. I mean, they, they came out hot. Uh, well, actually, neither team came out hot. The first quarter under somehow hit First again. quarter under, baby. I was going to
2: plug that for you guys if you didn't. That. <laughs> under funny. 10.
0: They didn't score a single point. Yeah, but maybe they did a touch. No, I don't think they scored at all. Was it seven or zero? I don't know. Whatever. It went yeah, under it was, 10.
1: It was, it was zeros. It was, it was That's zero, zero right. after the first. Um And then uh just uh, the chiefs doing chiefs things and started to get, get on a roll. Um, yeah. Getting, I, getting their playmakers, the ball, obviously the Steelers offense was just outmatched. It was, it was tough sledding for big Ben and is probably his last game of his career, but uh congrats to him on a hall of fame career. Uh stuck it out with the same organization, dealt with Antonio Brown longer than anybody. Obviously, that's more of a feat than we're, we're, we should give him more credit for in dealing with that situation. But uh, Chiefs, Chiefs rolled 12-and-a-half was obviously – actually, Big Ben in there during his press conference early in the week said the line was 20, and they finished at 21. So he, he knew something that Vegas did not, and hopefully everybody profited on that.
0: Well, I'm telling you, that's because he had uh, he had his team plus 21 and a half. I think he was driving late to get like that backdoor cover somehow. Um, so that was somewhat exciting. But uh, f- from Philadelphia to the other end of the state, you got Big Ben over there for you know feels like 100 years, and Philly hasn't had that quarterback really since uh, McNabb, probably right. So how, how's that? How's that sitting with you?
2: I mean, it, there's no hate going on to the to the Steelers, and there's no real rivalry the same way that you have with any NFC East opponent, which is good. Uh, I mean, good for Ben. I mean, don't care for him much as a person. I don't know him that well, but just what the media <laughs> says, I wish he would just say that he's retiring right now because I got a very farvish feeling about him, Burke, and a little nervous hey, that he might, know. he'll wind up know. a Jet or a Big, Jaguar Big ben, Big or something. Ben's been,
1: Big Ben's been too beaten up in his career. He, I don't think he could come back, even if he tried.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of worried that he's not going to be able to walk when he, by like 2025 because he's yeah. gotten his ass kicked so hard, but – and yeah, I mean
0: combat. he he was the guy, he kind of set the standard for blowing off hits, right? Like he you know, 10 years ago, he would get hit and the the defenders, these big linemen would just bounce off him and he would push them with his stiff arm and you know, he was awesome to watch. You think of 500-yard passing games, Ben has to be the one that comes to mind. Um and it it was I was looking this up um the other week with my brother-in-law. I forget that he threw for 500 in last year's playoffs against the Bengals.
2: In That's that right. like
0: garbage time game that they were down 28 nothing, or something. But the Browns came
2: out and just smoked them. They're the
0: Browns, not the Bengals. Yeah, the Browns came out and destroyed them and then Ben threw for 500 yards in that game. Uh, and they almost come back if they didn't punt from midfield on a fourth and two again. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I mean, kudos to Ben. Good career. Not the best game, but that's what we expected. Now, the game I've been itching to talk about this whole podcast my Rams against the Cardinals. Oh. This was a good old school ass whooping from the very first second of the game. Cliff Kingsbury has no idea what he's doing. Back to our initial one word answers. Absolutely, Cliff Kingsbury should be fired. He said hours before the game, this was going to be Kyler Murray's best game of his pro career. Uh, let's hope that's not true. Kyler looked totally incompetent, like a college quarterback on an NFL field. Cliff did nothing to help him. And, you know, what I've been saying all year, the Cardinals are throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And the only reason they win games is because Kyler is actually a good quarterback and he makes some of that shit stick. He threw, you know, they, they did not establish the run. I see you calling timeout. Let me, let me get my Rams uh, Go ahead. Billy out there. Go ahead. They did not try to establish the run until – they were down 28 to nothing, which is not the time to establish the run. James Conner, anytime touchdown at plus 130, still pays, even in a game where they were terrible offensively. Uh, Sean McVeigh Sean called a good game. Uh, Stafford looked great. Beckham looked fantastic. And if they can use him as a true number two behind Cooper Cup, that offense is, is going to be on fire. More importantly, they did run the ball well. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of them. You don't support all this cliff hate that I'm talking about, huh?
1: No, because the Cardinals were a completely different team once DeAndre Hopkins got hurt. That's true. He is, a top, if- he is a top five receiver in the game, and when you take that out of your offense and your now number one wide receiver is A.J. Green, who is 12, 13 years in the league, you, you got a problem. You got a significant deficiency in, in defenses, and credit the Rams, you zero in and make Kyler uncomfortable. Again, First career playoff start, just like sure. Cliff King, very first career coaching in, a, in a NFL playoffs. Uh, they got exposed by a very, very good defensive team. That's the Rams. And sure. uh, McVay's been in that situation before. He's been to a Super Bowl. He knows how to call games. He knows how to get his playmakers the ball. He's got a better quarterback than he's had since his time starting and coaching with the Rams, with Stafford, who he, they are a problem. But I'm not – fully not completely selling out and just throwing Cliff and Kyler to the can. They were missing their top offensive threat by a mile and that completely changes your game plan when you're trying to go win games especially in the playoffs when you're facing the best teams in the league.
0: Well, it it definitely does, but I think it says that you have a bigger problem like a wide receiver, not even Devontae Adams is worth the the team going from 8 and 2 to you know whatever they finish 9 and, you know 10 and 7 or uh, losing almost all of their last games because they're missing one wide out and then getting smoked in the playoffs i get it that the offense is totally different with hopkins but like this is 2 years in a row now where they have started 7 and 0 kyler's in the mvp discussion and then they just literally fall off a cliff they look like one of the worst teams in the league um and i think that speaks to the coaching a little bit um where where do we land on on kyler in in terms of like you know he could probably be the guy moving forward does he need to part ways from cliff Blair?
2: i mean i i definitely think kyler is, is a great quarterback uh and i think we've talked about this before the, the loss of deandre hopkins was huge uh you nailed it on the head throwing shit against the wall seeing what sticks deandre hopkins is the literal biggest wall in the world of throwing at like he will do whatever to get that football sure. he makes a lot of that look better in the same breath you kind of see situations like this it reminds me a lot of like Lamar Jackson down in Baltimore I know they're both running quarterbacks uh just not putting the tools around this person in order to succeed uh it just goes to show that there's there's a lot more to this but Cliff Kingsbury did not call the game that Kyler Burney needed to happen uh there was no creativity like you said complete abandonment of the run game and the game really wasn't out of hand until mid-third quarter we're to the point where you're just going to trash the run game and stop trying to do any kind of weird gadget plays that he brings out for whatever reason yeah (laughs) just does a lot of very strange puzzling things well and
0: and speaking to that something puzzling right before halftime the rams have their worst their first bad offensive possession of the game they go three and out they get a penalty they decide to run on second and 20 they basically give up cliff gets the ball back with you know like 35 seconds left three timeouts Draw. And they run a draw. He's <laughs> he's content to take this game to halftime. Like, bro, go get a field goal or something. It's only I think twenty-one nothing at this time. Like the game is has felt very lopsided. But if you can take that twenty-one nothing and turn it into twenty-one seven or twenty-one three, that's a whole different atmosphere than you giving up at halftime. And at that point, we both wrote it off and we said they're not they're done trying in this game apparently. And then he goes for two because he's apparently got some live spread going on with no math behind it at all. (laughs) Um, I'm not a big Cliff guy, but I I do think they were just kind of outmatched in this game. I think the Rams are legit. There was no way the Cards were going to win this game. There was a lot of buzz on them as far as being a a hot dog, a live dog this week. Um, But I just didn't see it. So we've kind of weeded out the bad teams at this point right and we move into the divisional round which is the best weekend of NFL football all year this is our last week with more than um two games um because we'll have only four teams left after this week and then we'll have the dreaded week off before the Super Bowl so we have some good games every team remaining has their strengths and weaknesses let's talk about this first one Bengals at Titans this line opened at Titans minus three is now up to Titans minus three and a half I've seen it fluctuate um I love the Titans in this spot. Like I said, the Bengals didn't look so hot last week. You've got a rested um, team in Tennessee. I think that they're good. Um, I think that they're better than people give them credit for. They are the one seed in the AFC. That's not unimpressive. They beat the Bills this year. Um, You know, they beat the Chiefs this year. What else do you want them to do? I think a line of minus three at home is just disrespectful. Larry, you were a Titans fan at one point in time.
2: They're going to win this game, right? they they've gotta i think the titans hopes are very much alive and and like you hit it right on the head there's just no respect factor there beating the bills beating the chiefs the Bengals, just completely almost getting outmatched by the raiders in their home field is just it's not a good sign for things to come there i think with having derrick henry back too um i don't think he's going to play every snap but i think he's going to get 15 carries really help dictate that get really physical with the Bengals, and i just don't think I was going to be able to get in any kind of rhythm just like he couldn't last week
0: yeah and i agree i think you know when um when aj brown julio jones and derrick henry are all out there they it hasn't been for many snaps this year but their yards per play literally doubles it goes from like five to ten when all three of those guys are out there i know those are three big names so obviously they get better um there's a pretty good chance king henry plays in this game i'm not saying it's 100 percent but probably greater than 50 percent that he plays um at least for a little bit and the Bengals are kind of putrid against stopping the run. So, even if anybody's out there, I think Henry has a shot to take this game over. Burke, is the Titans your Super Bowl pick? No. No? They're okay. Even,
1: they're, they're actually not even one of the top five that I think can win it.
0: Wow. Are you on the Bengals in this one?
1: I'm not. I'm on the Titans here. I think, I'm think i looking at the under as well. I think it's going to be a low Yeah, I like the under room. too. I think the Titans are going to be able to run the football, control the clock. I think the defense is going to be good enough to keep uh, Jamar Chase in check. Uh, It's going to be a tough sledding first road playoff game for Joe Burrow. And obviously, uh, we're putting a lot on them not looking super fantastic and wowing us off the page against the Raiders. Um, I I do like the Titans to cover this uh, three and a half. Uh, It's it's probably going to float up to four or five, I would say. Uh, But I do like the under as well. Um yeah, I, I like really the, under. the
0: under. Here. It's at 47. I actually think this line's oh, gonna oh, go the I other lo- way. I
1: love I love the under at forty seven. I, I like
0: the under at forty seven as well. I think we're both there. I, I think this line goes the other way though. I think if you like the Titans, you can wait a little bit and get them at three. There's gonna be significant public backing of the Bengals in this spot. Um, because a lot of people probably think that Joe Burrow played a good game last week because of the numbers and the final result when in reality he didn't and I don't think anybody really wants to bet on the Titans so we're going to see some public money I think if you want the Titans you can get this at three uh, we're all pretty much in agreement there that the Titans is the pick here um, you on board with the under Larry you have any over concerns here it can't get past 47 right
2: I, I can't imagine in any situation that come in close to 47 points yeah just I, I don't, don't either. generate that kind of power on offense either team
0: i see this as like a 21 14 kind of game maybe 24 10 um something in the 30s maybe we,
1: might, maybe we
2: 30s. might see a teenager win this game we might see a 17 7 game maybe never maybe know do. I, think,
1: I think i think this is a 10 point game as well in the titans favor i think so too all right
0: so we're all in agreement there the next game 49ers could not have drawn a worse time slot in green bay Zero degrees Saturday night, and I know the schedule had to work out this way because of you know the Rams had to play Sunday. Uh, but man, this is brutal. It opened at Packers minus four. It's up to Niners or uh, Packers minus six. I want to back the Niners in this so bad, but the reason this line is jumping is because Jimmy G has uh, a little hurt shoulder. Uh, he's going to play, but his injury is a little more prevalent than maybe we thought on Monday. So that's why this has jumped to six. Does it matter? We'll start with Larry, and then we'll let the Packers fan close it out. Does it matter where this line is? Can you be talked into the Niners? Would you just take the money line?
2: I I don't think in any situation you could consider the Niners in this. uh, With Jimmy G being up in the air, even if at full strength, Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau, not even Matt LaFleur can screw this up again. Uh, Sorry, Burke. Um, But I think at this point here, six, six is generous. I wouldn't be surprised to see that go another point in the other direction. I know seven's that magic number you guys are always looking at, but I would be very surprised if, if there's any sort of traction moving anything in the Niners' favor on this.
0: Well, six, six is a key number, too, right? So I, I like yeah. it. That's why I like it at the six. And we're talking about Matt LaFleur, LaFleur screwing it up. Um, you know, that would be – I saw something online two seasons in a row where uh, the Packers have caused chaos by Aaron Rodgers not getting a shot um so take that Yo, hey oh uh burke what do you think about this one this is your team right they're covering the six
1: this is going to be a revenge game from uh 2019 when they lost to the niners in the nfc championship game uh the packers are getting healthy at the right time uh bakhtiari is going to be starting he i know he started week 18 against the lions but he'll be a full go i know he was on a limited snap count then but he's healthy uh, I believe Jair Alexander, their top uh, defensive back, he's coming back as yeah, well. Yeah, he is. And uh, Zaire Smith, or Zadarius Smith, excuse me, they're one of their top linebackers, uh, he should be back as well. Uh, they're going to have a full arsenal while the Niners are kind of flown in the wrong direction on the injury bug. Bosa uh, still has to clear concussion protocols, even though it looks like he is going to play. Um, but he still has to go through that and make sure he's 100%. Um, I just think the Packers are the better team here. They've been the most consistent team all year. Uh, From start to finish, their defense is underrated, uh, in my opinion. Uh, They do give up points, but uh, they turn the ball over and uh, they got some superstars that may not be household names, but I expect them to become household names in this postseason.
0: Yeah, they're a good team, and these teams did play earlier in the season. It was a Sunday night thriller. The Niners were actually up one uh, in the final minute of that game Rodgers drove him down for I think a field goal to win the game so it was competitive
1: 51 yarder from Crosby
0: yeah different rosters though I don't even think Debo played in that game Um, you know I've seen that today so you can't really use a lot from that it was months ago as well
1: a lot of the packs key guys I don't think they played either it's uh, it's totally different rosters it's it's
0: really not comparable Um, I'm gonna zag where everybody's digging here at six I'm gonna take the Niners because on paper if you give me a healthy Jimmy G and I know that might be asking a lot. But if you give me his shoulder being okay, they're going to cover this six points. I don't know who's going to win the game. It's probably going to be the Packers. And I know, I'm doing the stupid thing. It's in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers is on two weeks rest. The guy's a wizard in the playoffs. Devontae Adams, unreal, right? The defense is good enough. I cannot get out of my head what we just saw this weekend as far as these coaches and these bad decisions. And I know Shanahan's going to make some. And I know LaFleur is going to make some and it's time we start giving him credit cuz he's he's one of the most winningest coaches in history right of of his first couple of years but i saw him kick a field goal last year to tom brady like larry you texted me this earlier assuming tom brady's not going to get 10 more yards and i saw that happen at home right they were home for that game last year yep. right is that accurate yep. that's accurate yep. It's, yep. something's going to happen again that this 6 that's point in, spread
1: that didn't lose him the game well, it's Kevin, 20. Kevin, Kevin King's botched coverage at the end of the first half, lost in the game. Well, sure. That too. Um, I'm surprised but, he's still on the roster. I, I, I'm sick I know of he's, he's awful. I really am.
0: <laughs> but that's what I remember is the end of that game. I just saw the Niners play a great half against the Cowboys. And I think they can do it again against the Niners or against the Packers. Maybe it's just me betting with my heart, which is incorrect because I don't want the Packers to win. I'm taking the Niners plus six. If it goes lower than that, I'm not touching it at six.
1: Let's go Niners. Jimmy G, baby. Pax, uh, Pax, Pax defense has been better in this year than it has been in recent years. I don't think this game is close. The Lambeau is going to go. But I do want to touch base. I did make a futures pick on this upcoming game for the Super Bowl. So we're going to preface oh boy. that start. Okay. Yep. Well, I
0: I can't wait to hear what Aaron Rodgers has to say with Pat McAfee about this game next week. I know everybody's waiting on the edge of their seat for that.
1: Oh, he he was on the well, he was on he was on this week I think today or yesterday. He's on every Tuesday with McAfee. Yeah, so. I mean
0: that that should have been our first sign about him that he talks to Pat McAfee for an hour every week and has a little cute little venting session. But I digress. Next game, Rams at Bucks. Maybe the game of the weekend, if not for the the last game of the weekend here. You have Bucks minus three opened at Bucks minus two and a half. That feels a little disrespectful to Tom Brady, too, giving him less than a field goal at home. My Rams look great. You know where my alliance leads in this one. I stand to profit a lot of money if the Rams win the Super Bowl. Um, Can I – you know, I know Burke's been teasing us all all episode with his Super Bowl pick. So let's start with Larry on this one. Am I crazy to say that the Rams can win this game?
2: No, I don't think you're crazy. I think both sides have really big problems, especially in their secondary right now. Um, we, we've seen it with both sides, uh, just letting up some bigger passing yard situations that you, that you wouldn't expect out of them. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. Um, I think that, I think that another big aspect will probably come down to, and I know we hate saying it, the referees, Sean McVay had to use all of his challenges before the second quarter. (laughs) I just think he has bad luck when it comes to the refs. And that scares me for you, man. Um,
0: they were all on play clock
2: too. play clock. It was ridiculous. They took Unreal. a combined 45 minutes of deliberation to figure out. It, it was insane. But I digress on that aspect. I do think that the Rams absolutely have a shot, though. I do think they have a shot. I, I'm not counting them out. I've got to
0: do some math to see if it makes sense to hedge my bets already yet. Burke, tell me you're on the Rams on this side. Don't be going against me taking the Bucks.
1: So my futures pick for he's all going those against who have me is waiting he? to see. I actually took a Cam Akers prop to win Super Bowl MVP at plus. 30, this wow. is this is Big a tip. this is a tip from my Lehigh boys. We're all going in on it together. Uh ten dollar bet to cash out thir- three grand. Uh so if the Packers don't win, my my betting interest will be on the Rams getting there and Cam Akers having a monster Super Bowl and getting me some dough.
0: Look at this guy. All right, I like but, it. So our views but, are aligned.
1: But this this will be the second best game of the weekend, in my opinion, of the four. Um, it's going to be close until, until somebody figures out Brady and the Bucs. It's going to be very, very difficult for me to go against them.
0: I understand. It's hard to bet against them. And, you know, if I wasn't on the Rams already, I probably would be betting on the Bucs in this case, laying only three. Um, but I'm going to stick with the Rams. I, th- I think this is going to be a great game. I love this Sunday slate. The, the Sunday games are phenomenal, uh, and we're going to close it out with probably the, the showcase game of the weekend, the two best teams in the AFC, maybe two of the best in the league. Bills at Chiefs opened Chiefs minus 2.5, so the same line we saw earlier in the season when the Bills won by a bunch in Kansas City, down to Chiefs minus 1.5. I have not landed on either side of this line yet. I also have some futures money on the Bills, so I guess that's where my alliance is. Um, Burke, where are we at here? Alan Mahomes, shouldn't we just sit back and enjoy
1: this one? Yes and no. It's gonna be a fantastic game. This is this is my high profile game of the week. Um I am actually, I think there's gonna be some sort of revenge factor here with the Bills losing in the AFC championship game last year at Kansas City. I think that's gonna, they're gonna really find a way to dig deep. And I think the Bills win this game outright.
0: Wow, I, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it on the money line. Um, and it's Sunday night, too, so hopefully – are we going to get Collinsworth and Michaels on this? Maybe we get a little slide action from Collinsworth?
1: Yes, uh, I think this is the NRC. I would love it.
0: Oh, I would love it. Um, and, and, you know, we've been high on the bills and Josh Allen all season, um, but it's hard to bet against Mahomes, right? I, I mean, this, this game is going to be high-flying. The totals 54-and-a-half, which is crazy. You think we get there? Who wins this game?
2: I think we got to be at the Chiefs at this point here. Um, Andy Reid loves, loves getting the championship games. Uh, we saw that with the Eagles first and foremost. Uh, fortunately, yes. he was able to come together with the Chiefs. Uh, I would love to say the Bills just because I love Josh Allen. I love what they're doing there. I just think the Chiefs have so much adversity this year as far as injuries go. They're they're trying to put it together, and they want to kind of show what they're made of, and I think it's going to be a total Mahomes fest. Um, also, real quick, to go back on the last segment, the last running back to win Super Bowl MVP was Terrell Davis. That's crazy. Terrell
0: Davis. That's so. nuts. What year was that?
2: <laughs> uh, I guess that's 98. 90, 98?
0: Yeah. Or oh 99.
2: Or 98, because Elway got the one after him. They didn't have the years, though.
0: So. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that reminds me of, um, I think it was last year, I placed a bet on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to be Super Bowl MVP.
2: You said his name wrong. Uh, I, I'm
0: sorry. Clyde edwards Lair, as Steve Levy would say. <laughs> um it was something similar like 10 bucks to win three grand or something uh the round before the Super Bowl and uh you know he just never had a shot but I'm hoping hey I would love for Cam Akers to win Super Bowl MVP because that means the Rams have won and we've all made some money this is the profile game of the week I can't wait for bills at Chiefs I am undoubtedly sure that I will have hundreds of dollars on this by Sunday night but I would love to just sit back and relax and watch two of the best in the game go at it um so, Burke, let's do our playoff draft, and then, Larry, we're going to have you make some guest picks here. So get your best bets ready for the week. Uh, as a reminder to the listeners, what me and Burke do is we take turns picking uh, a side of the game or a total of the game, and we're going to keep track who wins the most throughout the playoffs. Last week, Burke's up 7-6. to six, uh, Reason being because we pushed on the over of the Bucks game. It landed right on 46, uh, so we split otherwise. So I'm down 6-7, which means I get first pick of the week. My first pick.
1: Oh, is that how it Rams- works? Is that a made-up rule? Yeah, I like just made the, it up right now. Like the raiders bengals is that made up?
0: Yeah, no, that one was a real rule. This one is a made-up rule, though, that I just made up right now. Um, Rams, plus three, baby. Give me the Rams. That sticks you with the Bucks minus three.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm taking the Titans minus three and a half.
0: Oh, shit. That's where I should have went first. <laughs> Titans, so that sticks me with the... Bengals, all right, so that's a loser for me. You're certainly winning that one. I'm going to stick with that game then, and I'll take the under. I'm going to take under 47 in that game,
1: so that puts you on the I was, over. I was hoping we were going to bounce somewhere else on that.
0: Um, and I think that's an obvious one. Both right. si- I, for the listeners out there, this is a gambling podcast. I think both sides of that game are obvious. It's the Titans in the under. I see no other way to bet that game. Ready to eat crow in a week if that's wrong, but I would make those pretty good predictions right there.
1: With Larry as our witness.
0: Yes. Larry can hold us accountable. All right. Bart, what's uh, next?
1: Pack minus six.
0: He's taking me. the Packers. All right. Sticks me with the Niners. I'm all right with that. Um, all right. You can give me the over 48 in the Bucks rams game.
1: I think that one's half. high flying. Forty eight and a half 48 and a half right now. I'm taking a look at it right now. Okay,
0: as of right now, it's 48.
1: Right, 48 and a half. Via, via FanDuel, it's forty-eight and a and a half. All right, 48 and a half. That's fine. All right. You're on the over for that? Yeah, I'll, I'll still take the over. I think we get All in the right, 50s. Give me, give me the Bills plus one and a half. Okay. So I'm on the Chiefs.
0: Okay. Uh, we got two picks that I don't like left. That total in the Bills game is super high, 54 and a half. Packers Niners is 46.
1: Is that still 46 and a half, Burke? 46.5 for the Niners pack and 54.5 for the Bills Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I hate both of those numbers. They're probably right. I am, because I don't want to be a hater of fun, going to take the over in the Bills Chiefs game, and I will stick you with the decision on the pack.
1: I'll take the over as well on that. 46.5. Right, so I'm on the under that. there. Okay.
0: All right, so this should be interesting. I, this should separate us a little bit, hopefully. Uh, last week was pretty close. Um, our first TV picks didn't go so well. We did nail one on Saturday, uh, but missed every pick that we made on Sunday, so that hurts. Larry, best bet corner. What do you got for me?
1: Oh, boy.
2: My best bet overall? or
0: Yeah, what do you think is going to happen? Give me your best bet or
1: two bets or six bets, whatever you want. What's going to happen or, this weekend? Or, or give us your worst bet and we'll fade it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that too. Tell me what what you don't like. Yeah,
2: I really like the Titans at 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 three 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 and a half. I think that that's going to be just a no brainer. I think we talked about that kind of a couple times over yep. the course of the day. Um, I really also like the the total and the Rams and the Bucks. Uh, just think that's going to be a big big high fly matchup. Not a ton of defensive playmakers. Um, I mean, the Rams are trying to stack up with defensive playmakers, but they look really great against Kyler Murray are not going to look that great against Tom Brady. It's going to be a big, big high-flying matchup, maybe 230s up there. Yeah,
0: and, and I agree. Um, you know, we saw that one fly over the total earlier this season, and maybe that line has decreased a little bit because of how bad Kyler played um, and just because of, you know, how well the Bucks defense played as well. But those are against two inferior teams, and I, I think this maybe goes over that total as well. So Larry's best bets of the week, Titans lay in the three or three-and-a-half uh, and over 48 and a half in the Bucks-Rams game. I tend to agree with both of those. Let's finish today with a little recap of our rules for last week, because if you listened to them, you probably made some money. And let us uh, I'll add a fourth one to this as well. But last week, our three rules, do not bet on bad quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts, loser. Big Ben, loser. You could throw rookie Mac in there. I don't know that he's a bad quarterback, but he's a rookie. Loser. Kyler, inexperienced. Loser. They all lost, Burke. We were right.
1: That's good. That's good for us.
0: That's great news. Keep doing it this week. I don't know that there are any bad quarterbacks left. Obviously you have Jimmy G who's okay. And, and Rodgers. you have Stafford and Brady Allen and Mahomes, Tannehill and Burrow, probably on the same level. I don't know that there's a bad quarterback this week.
1: I uh, I would say Burrow is probably in the worst position just because it's his first career. He probably is because he's Tannehill. The Tannehill's, been through the, Tannehill's been through the playoff run before. Uh, and they're playing at home uh, going on the road is going to be very difficult. I think, uh, Burrow's going to get a little uh, taste of reality this week. Um, So he would be to probably avoid, uh, if you want to consider prop bets, taking his unders would be a good play. I like
0: that too, because they'll probably be inflated a little bit. Um, I'll probably go back to the well with the Jamar Chase under. I got smoked on that last week, but I'm probably going to try it again. Um, So, hey, apply this rule, bet against Joe Burrow this week, because he's the worst quarterback left. Second rule: Home field matters. Home teams were five and up, five and one straight up, and against the spread last week. Everybody except the Cowboys covered. Um, Larry, we're going to see that again. What do you think about the home teams this week? You got Titans, Packers, Bucks, and Chiefs
2: over under two and a half wins. I think that's going to be over. I think you're going to see three, if not four, home teams just winning and winning straight up against the spread.
0: All right, to so we're saying out. we're saying this this favorites trends continues. Okay, I do. Our third rule, no dogs unless you think they can actually win the game outright. Niners were the only dogs to win. They covered the plus three, and they won outright. The Raiders lose and didn't cover. They were the closest to covering. But if they did cover, they probably would have won the game, or they could have at least won the game because it would have went to overtime. Maybe they go for two at the end of the game, and they win outright. All the other favorites steamrolled. Um, so we were right on, on that, too. If the favorites are going to win, they're going to cover. All the lines are pretty low this week. The only the biggest one's the Packers, obviously, and Burke. You think they're going to win and cover that. Uh, So this holds true again, right?
1: Yeah. And I think your best bet, if you want to play this route is uh, in my opinion, it's the bills uh, going on the road with the points. Sure. uh, Against the chiefs. I think they have the best shot Rams close second, but that, that game is, that game is going to be fantastic too.
0: Yeah. I think Sunday is going to be a pretty good day of football. Um, And then the fourth rule I want to add for this divisional week, be leery of the wild card results. I mean that in the teams are not as good as they had looked last week. They are also probably not as bad as they had looked last week. And also the home teams went five and one straight up and against the spread last week. That is not going to happen again. I know we only have four games this week. I know all the home favorites are tempting. I am saying at least, at least two of these road dogs cover probably three. That's just my input. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that over under Two dogs covering,
1: Burke. Covering? Covering. Two, at two?
0: Two. You could push if you want.
1: I'm going to push two.
0: All right, so Burke's taking the coward's way out. Larry, what say you?
2: <laughs> I feel like I'm going over, honestly. I know that doesn't seem right, and that's against the I'm going over, onto. too. I, I know, but like I'm I'm now I'm nervous because you just pumped it up so hard on me there. And I just I'm I'm a risk adverse person, Ken. You know that. I, I know that, man. You're on the wrong <laughs> podcast here. We're all about don't, risks.
1: Don't go against your gut. It can only happen in two games. The Rams and the Bills.
0: Well, the Rams and the Bills are the most obvious dogs to cover, right? right? We we all pretty much agree that the, the Bengals are not gonna cover that game if they do it really surprise us. Niners, I'm the only Niners one on are, the
1: Niners. Niners aren't either. I'm I'm sorry. I it's, think the last it's three it's
0: dogs right. cover those games. I think the it's Niners cover the six
1: the Rams cover the three
0: and the Bills win outright at plus one and a half uh the Titans win by double digits I think that's my take on it um parting words tonight Larry you know how many points Joel Embiid has
2: at the moment I do not
0: 47
2: holy moly
0: dude's putting up a game they're up 23 how's the city feeling about the Sixers this year
2: um big black black cloud over the head with Ben Simmons you know and it's 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 totally pessimistic it's crazy because they're three games, I think, out of first place right now. Oh, they're up um, there, yeah. And uh, the the mindset is just the Ben Simmons thing, and you'd think if the roles were reversed and Ben Simmons was playing for three games, I were like, oh, cool, we're coming into our own now, and it's going to be fine. And now it's like, ooh. So, we, well, the the Philly, cool what we have.
0: The Philly market, for some
2: reason, really
0: hates Ben Simmons, right? And I know I say for some reason. Obviously, I know the reason because he choked away the playoffs. Sure But did. He's a fantastic basketball player. Isn't the best move for the team that he comes back and plays? Would that even be an option for the fans? Like if he walked into Wells Fargo Center and played a game, how many games does that take of success for him to get back in the good graces, if ever?
2: I, it, it's impossible at this point. He's it, It's irreconcilable differences at this point. And, and to be frank, I, I don't agree that he's a phenomenal basketball player. I, and we have I find discussions about this all the time. I know. And uh, – <laughs> I mean, he's a great – he's a better Robert Ory without the I three point I am incredibly shooting. high <laughs> on the role player.
1: If think, he was a good basketball player, he would have been traded already, but nobody wants him.
0: Well, I don't think that has anything to do with him being a good basketball player. I think that has everything to do with uh, what have you done for me lately and the fact that 29 owners saw that he choked away one or two playoff games versus seven years of elite all-star success. And I think Maury is playing a different game than all the other GMs where – a couple other GMs maybe trade him for, you know, 50 cents on the dollar more. He's not going to let him go without a star, right? Like what, what does the city want? Would they take De'Aaron Fox? Do you think, Larry?
2: I think at this point, yeah, I think you need somebody to run point. Um, I, I think that the, the offers that have been coming out or at least have been publicized though, have been super underwhelming. We talked yesterday, Jeremy Grant, Sadiq a, Bay, you and, need and a, a star. Yeah. Jeremy Grant was our, our G league player or <laughs> whatever they're calling the league now. Two, two four years ago, and it's just such such a such a sham. But there there would have to be star power in return, and so I think the Aaron Fox would probably hit the mark. I think any Blazers guard would hit the mark. Yeah, I think.
0: You well, know, Fox is kind of the things. low bar of that, right? I would say, and if you can get yeah. Halliburton
2: in that deal, you do it in
0: a heartbeat because oh, Halliburton absolutely. is probably the best player on that Kings team. He would fit in phenomenally in Philadelphia. Dame is not out of the question. I think if you want to talk about stocks plummeting, his this year went to, and I know he's hurt. But he didn't play well at the beginning of the year. And I, to me, he's not that much better than Kyrie Irving, honestly. Like, they're pretty much the same player. Kyrie is a deal that I would do in a heartbeat as well. I know that both of them have significant baggage, but I think that baggage kind of resets in a new city. Um, Durant would never let that happen, so it's kind of a non-starter. Mm-hmm. How about we look to his running mate, James Harden? Can we get a deal done for James Harden? Can you give up Ben Simmons plus Tobias Harris and you get James Harden and some other salary fillers from a third team? It's the
2: annual Sixers trying to get James Harden into Philly trip. You know, we tried it last year, didn't work out. I, I've come around now, and I would be more than happy to take James Harden in. I just don't think that the Brooklyn Nets do that deal. I think there's too I, much going on. I don't with think it, so either. And if I'm the Nets, I don't give up Harden for anything.
0: But if, you can get, if you're going to give up Harden, Simmons and um, Tobias is a pretty good return. It's not a one-for-one because one, Harden's a top, you know, whatever you want to say, five-player in the league. Yeah, But it's a pretty good return. I'm still curious why that Simmons for Harden deal didn't get done 12 months ago when it was the initial offer. I think the Sixers win a title last year if they have James Harden on that team. I agree. Yeah. That's definitely
1: the difference. Is, is James Harden a top five player in the league right now?
0: I would probably say six or seven. Sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Not top five.
0: I mean, maybe. I mean, who who are the guys you're going to take over? So I think you have a clear top four. You have Giannis, Durant, Durant Curry, and uh, Jokic. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, I think it's kind of up for debate. I think you could put we'll him Go five.
1: Joel, five. Joel, five. Sure.
0: Joel or ja. James?
1: Josh ja six right now. Nah, nah. Josh. Ja, ja ja that's in a little that ambitious too. Yeah. I love John Moran. I
0: love him. But as far as a draft, like Luca is is in that mix with Harden and Embiid. Um, you know, whoever else. Kyrie is probably closer to that debate than we want to argue. When Kyrie,
1: when Kyrie plays, he's better than Harden, in my opinion.
0: I don't know about that. I, I still would take Harden over him. Um, when they play together, if those three are playing together, this season is a wash and they're going to win the title. Um, But they just haven't been able to stay on the court. And that's why I think it wouldn't make, it wouldn't be totally crazy if they brought Ben Simmons in there, who gives them a, a great wing defender, in my opinion, should have won defensive player of the year last year. Um, And you get rid of that Kyrie baggage. Right. But I don't think it's ever going to happen. So uh, what's, what's the beat on the Sixers this year? Are they going to be all right with a,
2: an Eagles-like first-round loss, or what are we thinking? I think that's what, what, what we're coming to expect at this point because you look at the Eastern Conference, it's just going to be really tough to be competitive once you get into the later rounds of the playoffs. I, yeah. The Nets are going to figure it out, and I feel like something's going to eventually happen where Kyrie ends up playing more. Um, who the heck knows where that legislation is going. You still have the Bucks, You still have a lot of the heavy hitters, and you have a lot of underperforming teams right now that are going to make their that are gonna flip the script where we're at uh with the Sixers right now. Like the Sixers I feel like are overperforming right now and I feel like we still have the presence of like New York and Atlanta to still come up with. Chicago looks great. Miami looks okay. I know you love Miami. Uh oh can't get enough of that. Cleveland the surprise of the century. So the Sixers, twenty two to one to win the title right now. You no interested? Chance. No chance. No You'd chance You'd have to give huh? me like You'd have to give me triple digits to one, honestly.
1: I agree. <laughs> I agree. There's nobody. It seems a little
2: low at 22 minute. to one.
0: Yeah. So the Nets are plus 260. The Warriors are plus 460. Bucks seven to one. Suns, eight to one. Jazz, 12 to one. Lakers, 13 to one. Why are the Bucks seven to one? Why aren't we betting them again?
1: I was just about to make that statement. They're yeah. a good team. I think the Bucks at seven to one are a
0: good value pick right now.
1: Yeah, especially if the Nets don't play all three guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's not the Nets, then who? The Bucks, right? That, yeah, like, that. The Bucks are coming probably out of the
1: East. Yeah, and it's.
0: Yeah, I think so. The MVP award is totally up for grabs right now. By the way, you have Curry at plus one sixty-five, which is astounding to me. He really hasn't had an MVP season by any means. Giannis is plus three fifty. Jokic six to one. Embiid eight to one. John Morant fifteen to one. Durant sixteen to one. I don't know. It's kind of up in the air at this point. Um, so we'll talk more players' futures once the playoffs are over. It gives us something to look forward to. Um, but uh, you know, good good timing for us. We're gonna have a great NFL weekend. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. We're giving away free picks literally every night. Um, as we speak, I'm three and zero on my NBA picks tonight. So please start tailing those. Uh, Burke's gonna give out some college winners this week. I can feel it. He's got some good picks coming. Um, when when we get to the madness, what are we gonna do? Like a bracket or something? We gotta give it. We gotta give him something, right?
1: Yeah, we'll have to do a full analysis of all the regions prior to the first round of games, in my opinion. Uh, it's my favorite time of the year. Um, we should we should definitely do something, some sort of pick them, like per round or something like that. Uh, track track who who does better, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree, um, and it, it'll be a fun time of year. Well, Larry, it was good having you on. We appreciate the Philly insight. We'll see how your pick's doing if you're allowed on the podcast ever again. Uh, if you get them wrong, like Smurts, you are banned from this podcast.
1: You only, um, need, you only need one to take the you lead. You only got to so hit one. Not, not a big bar to to, to hurdle.
0: Let's go. But we are looking forward to a weekend of divisional football. Relax and enjoy it. Follow us on Twitter so we can give you out some winner picks. And until next time, let's go make some money.